from the creators of War Room. You need to do your fighting in prayer. On August 23rd, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen with Overcomer. Why have a season with one runner? One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey. What have you allowed to define you? When you find your identity in the one who created you, it'll change your whole perspective. Overcomer. In theaters August 23rd, starring Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shirer, and Sherry Rigby. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. For tickets and showtimes, visit OvercomerMovie.com. Is that? That's Hannah. Run, Hannah! Oh, you say I'm How do we raise honorable kids? In every generation, I'm sure that grandparents commented that they were happy not to be raising kids in this present time due to all the horrible things that are happening. In today's episode, we'll discuss some of the pressing concerns of today's parents along with real help. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz. Today our episode is Reality Check, Raising Honorable Kids. This is episode 357 and you can find today's show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. I want to thank our sponsor, The Movie Overcomer, as we record this episode. Uh, The movie won't be out till August 23rd, 2019. However, it is not to be missed and if you um, haven't seen the movie yet, Uh, please do, and then uh, consider buying it and adding it to your uh, movie collection. I know we're going to be doing that as well. I love their little tagline, Overcomer dares to leave you filled with hope, inspired to dream, and asks the question, what do you allow to define you? I'm so blessed to promote this movie to all of you. Well, friends, every parent feels that uh, from time to time that they are going to ruin their kids. As a homeschooling parent, we think, oh, my gosh, we're going to miss out on some part of their education or, oh, my gosh, you know, we don't want our kids to miss out on socialization. So we run around and, um, you know, get our kids involved in so many things. We want well-rounded kids. We want kids that are great students. And, of course, we want honorable children who love the Lord, especially for those of us that are Christians. Christians, right? However, you are the perfect parent for your child. How do I know this? Because God doesn't make mistakes. We make mistakes by our choices or lack of action in working to deal with discipline problems. But God specifically created our child for us to parent. In our rush to raise the perfect child, we're missing the main point of parenthood, and that is modeling the behavior we want to encourage our children to have. There is no one method that is going to ensure that your kids stay on the straight and narrow. 
But here are some things I've learned in my many years of parenting. My first child was born in 1980. Yeah, do the math. That's quite some time ago. But these are the things that I have learned, and these three things are true no matter what age your child is. Kids learn what we demonstrate, not what we say. The best parents can raise kids that are ungrateful, loud, and unproductive. Ask me how I know. And the things you do go way further than the things you say. I have five kids, and while I love them all, and we have to love our kids, right? I have to be honest and say there have been some times I've had to pray to the Lord to help me love my kids, and I'm being honest here. Part of the reason is because we go head-to-head with our kids, and some of our kids turn out to um, get those great character qualities that we have, like stubbornness and unwillingness to compromise and some of the other things that we model to our kids over and over again. And then when our kids are these same exact behaviors that we demonstrate, then we you know, go head-to-head. And why do we have difficulty? When we see they're dishonest, we look at the problem as we should, and perhaps we don't necessarily see the reason behind it. One of the things that is a pet peeve of mine is kids lying. And when we look at lies, we say, okay, why are they lying? Well, the first is obvious because they want to avoid getting in trouble and they don't want to handle the punishment, right? The second is a lot of kids that are chronic liars tend to what I've defined as lying to themselves. They lie because they can't handle the truth. And the third is, they don't care, and they say, so what, it's not that bad. Have you ever had a kid to say, well, it's not really that bad? In the Bible, we read in Genesis that all that God made was good. After every creation, we read the word, God saw that it was good. God created us good. But our first parents were tempted by sin, and so are we, if we're honest, and so are our kids. But all is not hopeless. Some kids just don't listen like you want them to, and when your rules and regulations run out, what are you going to do when a kid doesn't follow your leading, especially as they get older? My husband and I have tried to lead by example, but one thing that we lacked was follow-through. And for some kids, a threat was all it took. For others, my as my husband would say, they're gamblers. Here's what I can say without a shadow of a doubt, and I hope that these words find their mark within your heart. We can only lead our children to become honorable kids. We can't make them. We must model the behavior and encourage our children to do the same. In raising our children, we have a big gap between our first two children and our last three. The first two were in their teen years before the last three were born. Yet, with the first two children, video was new, internet was slow, and dial-up and smartphones were not invented yet. With the last three, CD players were in all the rooms because how else would they listen to Adventures in Odyssey? And soon they had the iTouch, and the latest device with MP3 made its debut. Our computers were never in the bedroom, and security was on all devices. And I made it my mission to be a techie and stay one step ahead of my kids. But... It was a different way of parenting within our same family. A funny story was my youngest was taking some college classes while he was still homeschooled in high school. And I remember him sending me a text and asking me for the password to unlock his phone so he could get on the internet because he wasn't able to research something that the professor had asked for. 
So when he came home, we promptly put a new password on his phone to limit his online access. Now, my son didn't give me any reason to mistrust him. This was just a precaution that my husband and I thought would be good for our kids. Yes, kids can get around these things, and I'm sure there are plenty of stories out there where kids had circumvented their parents' uh, you know, technological expertise. However, we at least have to make an effort, parents, to build our kids for success and not give them the tools that would be a detriment. I think one of the greatest detriments to raising honorable kids is the fact that so much of our time is wasted, not only ours, but theirs. We want to instill kindness, honesty, values such as respect of family and friends, praying daily and making Christ the center of your life and our children's lives. We want our kids to display modesty, to be a lady or a gentleman, and of course realize that in our house anyway, chivalry is not dead. We also need to allow our kids to fail, and that, parents, is something I have trouble doing. I tend to micromanage, and when my kids come to me with a problem, I'm a problem solver. I want to help them as much as I possibly can. However, we need to ask them what they think and how they will approach the problem or issue and then come alongside and help. Allowing our kids to fail in the safety of their own homes is important. Again, my husband says we constantly save our kids and don't allow them the bumps and bruises that they need to thrive. I remember one lady uh, telling a story about her uh, son who was um, on, one, on one of my son's teams, and he didn't have the right uniform because he had forgot to pack it. And yes, she could have brought it to him later, but she decided to teach him a lesson, and he wasn't able to play in that game. And you can be sure he never forgot his uniform again. My son explains um, he plays in a college team now, and he said if they don't have their correct uniform, coach won't play them. Or if they're late, he makes the entire team run. So these are things that they're going to learn at some point. And again, this helps when we want our kids to do what they're supposed to do. The problems escalate when we don't correct dishonorable conduct. Our children will learn that they can get away with things and gamble. They will learn dishonorable habits. Kids lie, for example, because they are selfish and none of us want kids that are brats, right? Our society also causes narcissistic activities with selfies and social media that is focused on us. What are we doing? And also, what are our self-absorbed kids doing? Social media allows lying to happen more easily and allows for people to act in a way that they would never do in person. Keeping our kids off of social media as much as we can is important, especially when they are young, and that is the key. My uh, fourth oldest child was saying that when she went to college, her friends thought she was really strange because they couldn't find anything about her on social media. So when the kids were going to college, these were girls that were going to be her roommates. And so they were looking each other up on social media, and they found very little on her. And she was explaining that to me later, and then they they felt when they met her that she was perfectly normal. But she said that many people have so many pictures of themselves out there so that people can get a chance or have a chance to get to know them, and she just didn't. So I was really happy for that. I'm fine if my kids are considered, you know, not the norm, 
um, because they are not following some of the things that other kids are doing. If our kids are not corrected for their behavior and if they do not have a grasp on self-control, they will grow into kids that can't handle differences. We see this today as well with kids who act out when they hear things they don't agree with. And, you know, the, the term snowflake was attributed to college kids who had a meltdown after the presidential election of 2016. They just couldn't handle the results. People react violently when their views are not accepted by others, and lies are at an all-time high when it comes to people spreading false stories. Fake news now is even a buzzword. I did an interview a few weeks back with Jessica Parnell, and she explained um, in detail on emotions and learning, and I'll have that podcast link on this on the show notes here, but she explained in detail how kids that were able to have self-control at a younger age, grew up into adults that also had self-control. So that's something to think about, parents, and listen to that podcast, especially if you have younger kids. We can teach our children to do right and wrong. It's really never too late. Yes, it's easier if you have younger kids, but believe me, it's never too late, and it can be done with love. Harsh discipline and punishments usually work in reverse and will train your kids to be abusive adults. Yes, we must make sure our kids listen, but the biggest key is praying. Yes, praying to God for help in discipline helps. I can't tell you, I have story after story after story of how I prayed to the Lord when I didn't know how to discipline older kids, and the Lord gave me ideas that I never would have thought of on my own, and I urge you to do that, parents. Teach kids about paying it forward, doing things for others without reward. Although I am a big reward person within the home, I feel that kids, especially when they're little, will do things with some sort of a reward. For example, Friday night's pizza night. If we get all our work done, you know, we're going to have a movie as well. And then, you know, extra points for whoever, you know, did a super good job that week and they get to pick out the movie. So we did things like that within the home when we were, um, when the kids were younger and it was really something that they enjoyed. You really need to talk to your kids and spend time understanding them. Not so much to just make excuses for what they do, but to hear their heart. The pull on our kids is very dangerous and very real. Just the other day, a parent shared the need to discuss something morally reprehensible with her child because the issue came up with some friends. The blessing is the ability to discuss and the responsibility of parents to be the one discussing. Here are some ideas that will help in raising honorable kids. The first is lead by example. Our kids need to be grounded in what is right and true. Talking helps, but an example is much, much stronger. If you want your kids to read the Bible, then you better be reading the Bible in front of your children. If you want to have them read things that are good, then you need to read things that are good, and so forth. Same thing with watching television. The second is keep communication open with your children. Do they trust you to know that you will not flip out when they come to you with a question or a problem? Tell them you are there for them and be there for them. The third is be preemptive. What is being discussed today? Know about that. Make sure it's age appropriate, but be ready to have an answer. Moral divergence of today is alarming, but you are 
the one who needs to be able to answer the issues on gender or the LBGT community or whatever that is, whatever your family position is on that. Happily share your opinions. And I would be happy to share my opinions with my children. And it's interesting what we have discussed in this household, especially now that my kids are older. And I have to say, parents, I am delighted that their stance is based upon Christian morality, and I cannot be prouder of my children. Also be preemptive when it comes to technology. Do you realize on cell phones you can pay an extra monthly rate to make sure that your kids are not doing anything that is harmful? And that's something that is important. And some parents need to consider, especially if their kids have betrayed their trust. The fourth is know your kids. Sometimes I feel that parents think their kids are strangers and they don't understand them. I remember answering one of my students sarcastically when they said, oh, you don't understand teenagers. And I said, oh, yeah, you're right. I went from 15 to 23 overnight and skipped all those years in between. Of course, this student of mine stopped and looked at me and then started laughing and realized that, yes, all adults go through their teen years. So we do know what our kids are going through. We went through the same thing, hopefully, you know, um, we didn't have anything that we didn't want to share with them about our past. Some people think who have done a lot of things that they're not proud of, that they need to share all these things with their kids. I would really caution against it. There was a situation in my extended family where one of the parents decided they needed to share all of their uh, reprehensible behavior with their their child because then they thought this would be a deterrent. And instead, the kid looked at it like, well, if it was okay for my dad, it's okay for me, and I can do it because he turned out okay. Uh, Did not go so well for this child. So that's just a caution because remember, what we are modeling to our children is what they are going to be picking out. We don't want our kids to just think we're perfect. We all make mistakes. But again, we don't need to rehash things that are better left unspoken. And the fifth is let go and let God. The Almighty, if you are a believer, is ultimately in charge of your life. And ideally, this means that He has you and your family in the palm of His hands. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and it really is to combat some of the things that are going around where um, we can't be honorable because we have to be accepting of everything. Uh, That is not true. You need to make your own stance as a family and just be strong together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give me a star rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to this podcast and also share it with a friend. Again, a big shout out for our sponsor, Overcomer the Movie. You can find out more information on their website and they have a great printable for parents um, to download that also goes along with this movie. So it's OvercomerMovie.com. That's OvercomerMovie.com. Take care, God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.